Hit go, hit go. <laughs> it's going, it's going. Oh dear, my goodness. Good morning, Annie. Good morning, Eddie. Happy Tuesday. I really, the dance is all different. You usually say the first word. I know, you just I... went for it though. Why? I was um, here. First of all, I am in my place. I am sorry that for a moment I led. <laughs> I was wrong. I apologize. Oh my gosh, I just drank a sip of tea and you almost... We almost malfunctioned all over my computer and caused a glitch. I will a, glitch t- a spit take. A spit take is the ultimate goal of anybody who fancies themselves funny. Is watching someone like spit milk out their nose, like uh-huh. watching your little brother spit milk out his nose at the dinner table. Nothing funnier. No, that's it. That's yeah. SNL opening monologue. You got a great laugh. It's as good. I think there's nothing as good. P.S. Have you watched this weekend's SNL yet? I have not. I have. Another round of them doing it from home. I'm I'm impressed. Without seeing one stitch of content, I am just impressed they're still trying to make brand new television. I don't know that anybody else besides late night people and SNL are trying to make brand new television. Oh, and Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec on Thursday. I can't wait. I can't plan to see it because I don't know anything. I mean, can I watch it oh, even if I've uh, never seen it? Oh, I don't think so because Brie Ann is watching through it. She and I are watching through it, but she's watching it for the first time. Right. And I think definitely you should wait because if they give oh. away any of the end of season six or season seven, it'll kind of wreck it for you. So oh, but it'll, okay. be, it'll be available, I believe. But you're going to sure watch it. For sure you're going to watch it. I'm going to wait for Brie. Oh, that's So I, I will not watch it on Thursday. I'll watch it, I don't know, in a month when we're done with it all. But I yeah, love yeah, Parks. Yeah. Parks and Rec is... It's, there's, they've had a resurgence during a quarantine, and it makes sense. It just makes you feel so – it's so positive and funny. That's what I've and done l- with New Girl. I've just been yes. spinning – like when I'm doing nothing, I just have New Girl going in the background because there's like <laughs> one bazillion episodes per season. It's not one of those where it's like, oh, six episodes a season? Great. And Because I just watched The English Game. Did we talk about The English Game yesterday? No, I don't even know these words. Eddie? I mean, I know them individually, but oh, not as a my, whole. Tell me, give me a sentence or two on how you feel about Downton Abbey. That will help direct me on how I talk about the English game. It is literally my top five favorite shows of all time. Oh, I love news. Downton Abbey, except for Lady Mary. I could do without her character all day long. And Really? Could have killed off her character, episode one, season one, and never looked What's back. What's Sister Two's name? Edith? <laughs> great character love edith quite a story she could arc. not have disappeared quicker for me that's how i feel i loved mary and sybil edith was the bane of my existence i was like could you whine just a little bit more in your rich house in 1912 ma'am shut up but did sorry, you end kids. up si- sorry kids, no edith kids was lady edith crawley no she was there she didn't disappear she was there all the way to the end she was in i the- wished she'd have disappeared she could oh. not have disappeared quicker for me I know, but then we loved Sybil, and she did loved Sybil. Great and character. Spoiler alert: You don't get Sybil for every season. Mm, no, I, I don't know. We got to get back to the English game because we're putting pins and everything. But I haven't forgotten. I just was asking how you felt about um, Downton. Yes, but I'm saying what's the what's the spoiler alert timeline? Because we're <laughs> we're bouncing around Sybil right now, but it's been <laughs> I don't know what, eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like I just. I just like to say it because if you don't, now there's an email address, right? Now there's contest at annieffdowns.com that no one is checking because the no. bingo's over. But I just know that someone's going to be sorry because they are mm. doing what Bree's doing. And just now for the first time watching Downton because they have so much time. Yeah. And we have implied 
that not all three sisters make it to the end. Yeah. Lady Mary, out of here. Could have done without her, but she sticks around. Lady Sybil, there's a lot. There's just a, yeah. There's okay, a great. L- so you love Downton. So here's the thing. Absolutely adored. Keep going, please. English Game, what makes it come to mind versus New Girl is English Game is only six episodes. And it is, mm. it feels just like Downton Abbey. Yes. And it is written by Julian Fellows. So it is very similar to Downton Abbey. Oh. Same time frame, uh, a little bit earlier, 1880s. And it is about this soccer tournament called the FA Cup that still oh. happens today. And it is, it's a super cool tournament. Do you know about the FA Cup? Well, I think it stands for Fancy A. But, fancy um, yes. um, Access Cup. Uh-huh. It is, um, yeah. it's, ri- you're going to love this, Eddie, because in the US, this would be the coolest thing if we had a version of this, like p- okay. for baseball, picture it for baseball. Okay. Because the top tier, soccer teams the all pro soccer teams in england they all play against each other top tier to bottom tier they all play against each other for this one tournament and so these little like small town teams who are four levels down like sing, uh. like single a can make it like cinderella runs f- and be playing these massive teams uh. Isn't that cool? That is the it's best. the coolest tournament. And so it's every pro team in England gets to play in the FA Cup. Because even oh. if it's like, even if you're the very bottom, I think there's five levels of teams. Mm-hmm. There may be four levels of teams. If you are the very bottom of tier two, you could play against the very and the first round is literally drawn out of a hat. And so these guys, I mean, a couple of years ago, there was a guy who like during the week is this is the baker in town. And on the weekends, he's the goalie for this team and they make it really far. And everybody's like, that's our baker. You know, like it's like these small town, amazing, sweet communities get to play their favorite players. Right. Annie, that is my the through line of my all my favorite sporting tournaments and events have that in common. The yes. ability for anyone to some U.S. Open, Olympics, yep. even yep. in some ways the the me, the Final Four, the basketball yes. men's and yes. women's Final Four. Granted, it's a whole school, but you can be the worst, awful school that just developed and a basketball somehow, team. That's right. Somehow you're yes. playing UNC. So imagine if if MLB played AAA, well, AA, and single A, and they were all mixed yes. into one bowl. This is what's lighting up my life right now because people right. have been on Twitter telling me about because I've missed I've missed baseball and they're talking about yeah. the Savannah Bananas, uh-huh. which is yes. one of those Go millions Savannah, of little Georgia. baseball teams around the country. You know of these people, the Savannah Bananas? Yeah, yeah. I'm from Georgia. Remember? Oh, that's right. Well, I'm from Florida. I don't know. Every oh, yeah. Florida you're actually team, you've but, always lived significantly closer to the Savannah Bananas than I have. I really, but I just love the fact that like there there is a. There doesn't exist within baseball now, but in this FA idea, there yes. is a scenario where yes. the Savannah Bananas at some point are looking down at, you know, the, the Yankees. Yes, And it's exactly. happening, and, and Joe Buck is calling the game. Okay, yes. so So FA. that's what ha- that's the FA Cup. So the English game is a six-part miniseries of Downton Abbey quality and feel about the, when the FA Cup started playing its elite teams against the... Milltown teams because soccer started as like a rich guy's game, a gentleman's game. Yeah. And so it was like Eton and all these like really fancy private schools in England that, and no one got paid. And this is the start of a Milltown 
finding a player in Scotland and paying him to come play for them to try to like, and it is, but so, but if you're not a soccer person, so everybody listening, if you're not a sports person, I bet 15% of those six episodes is actually watching these guys play soccer. It is very low on the totem pole. There's family stories. There's pregnancy stories. There's, um, upstairs, downstairs kind of stories mingled in. It's, it is Downton Abbey, but the through line, instead of rich people, the through line is the start of the FA Cup. Okay. And it's real people. Uh, they use the real names of oh. the actual stars from 1880 of who helped start this change in the FA Cup. Which we all know their names anyhow. They've well, been... sure. Don't you? Yeah. Don't you know them who, all? Who is your favorite upstairs and downstairs character in Downton Abbey? Uh, Anna. Oh, yeah. By far. Yeah, oh, like, oh, sorry. You wanted upstairs and downstairs. My apologies. Either one. No, it's downstairs fine. is Anna. Yeah. Upstairs is Mary. I just always like that she's a little bit wicked, but she's mm-hmm. mostly just strong. But I do. I just have always. I. I don't relate to her as a person, but I really enjoyed watching her. But downstairs okay. is for sure Anna. Well, who are yes. your favorite upstairs and downstairs? Well, and I would like to say something about Lady Mary Crawley first. The actor who plays her is an exceptional actor. It is the, f- I don't like the character. I think oh, sure. Person- Just to be clear to everyone, we are never speaking about how we feel about the person as a person unless we say. No, I, I don't even know what the actor's name is. She's fantastic. Fantastic. I don't, yeah, I don't oh, she's Michelle wonderful. Dockery, very good at her oh, job. Wow, great. I, I really liked the downstairs character. I liked John Bates. When he had his season, yeah. he and Anna had their season, or like two seasons when the mystery surrounded them uh-huh. and <laughs> then them getting together and then what uh-huh. happened to John and all that. That to me... I love that. I also really like Daisy downstairs, the second cook, and she really gets her. She oh, gets Daisy! Her time. Yeah, she's got. She's she is such a one of a kind character on that show. I enjoy yes. her as well. That's a great call. And upstairs, uh, Lady, the older, the grandmother, played by uh, Violet Crawley. Played by yeah, Violet Crawley. Oh, Maggie um, Smith. Maggie Smith. Where? Well done. I would have never gotten that. I was digging in my mind, but I would have never gotten. Yeah, but Maggie Smith's character, I loved that so much. If Uh, you, if God had given you a choice, yes, and said you can go to the planet, yeah, in England in 1904, before the Titanic, Mm -hmm. and you can be upstairs, Eddie, or downstairs, Eddie, what would you have picked? I'm gonna. I, I honestly, honestly, I'm downstairs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm downstairs. Why? I, you almost sound like you're crying, which would be the world's <laughs> weirdest feeling to manage for me over here. But yeah, I know I've you're never, not. I've never cried with you on a podcast yet, have I? No, I did a little bit. Oh, I did silent crying when we talked about Esther. On you did. Me. You silent cried when we talked about your award-winning podcast called The New Activist. Yeah, except oh. I have a reflex where I l- I will make myself laugh real quick, so you can't oh, tell. Okay. Okay. But I did. But I cool. didn't know. You wouldn't have to. Yeah, wouldn't it be terrible if I'm just we- weeping downstairs? Yeah, I wish. I was the downstairs, downstairs stuff, the hob, like the hobby things that they do. Yeah, the, st- the work that they do is very appealing. The idea of cooking or tending to the wine or balancing, doing all of the things that they do. Yeah, downstairs, I like doing those things. I can't imagine sure. just sitting upstairs and having soft hands and just <laughs> reading a paper just people bringing me those little weird hands. eggs what would you do <laughs> and people bringing me weird eggs <laughs> oh my gosh it i mean obviously dressed I would be, up all the time Ugh. i would be 
this is unfair for me to do to you because this was not an option. I would split the middle and be the Pride and Prejudice girls. Or I'd be the Jane Austen level character that they are not downstairs, but they are not the elite. Oh, we're Tom Branson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably Tom Branson-y. Well, Tom Branson got to play both. He got to be on both sides of it. No, I'm thinking more... Yeah, I'm thinking more like the the family in Sense and Sensibility, for example. They live in a yeah. cottage. They have two people who work for them to help keep their house. Mm-hmm. They play piano and read books. They clean up their own stuff. Yeah. But they are not having to dress into a second outfit for dinner. Yeah, that was the thing about the outfits for all of them. But also, I think all of that still goes on in England, right? Maybe other places too. And I'm very <laughs> pro UK, as everyone knows. You're very, very pro. Oh, uh, w- lived there, very, bro. I love yeah. the UK. Um, I, yes. I, yeah, that's the thing with dressing because that's been a quarantine thing. People are like, oh, I've been wearing, I've been, you know, I'm wearing like basketball shorts during the day. I've been working at home for five years mm-hmm. and I have not one time in my life regretted the fact that I'm wearing a t shirt and basketball shorts to work. Yeah, it, in sure. no way does it hinder me. I love it. I'll never get over it. Now, today I had to put on a collar because I am not feeling like working today. And so I had to dress sure. a little, little the opposite of the way my brain is. My yes, brain is I think me. that's a real hot tip. I think that's a real trick. If you wake up feeling like you don't want to get ready, you got to get ready. Got it. Yeah. So today it was like full on do the thing. Now, full on, of course, means a polo shirt and a pair of shorts that aren't basketball shorts. So that's still dressing up in, in my sure. economy of things. Sure. But it's still more than yesterday, which was you know, an old podcast t-shirt and a pair of basketball shorts. But sure. in England, why they are dressing like that in any form still is beyond me. I just hope they are. I don't know. I'm not sure they are. But I mean, the people who own Downton Abbey, Highclere Castle, I think they're still fancy. We need to know. Well, mm. listen, I listen to this podcast uh, that I, I that I would say you can listen to people, but sometimes they use bad words, but they warn you of that at the beginning. It's called Even the Rich. And the whole first four or five episodes is about Meghan Markle and Princess Diana and how Mm. Meghan has modeled herself after Princess Diana. Yeah. But even listening to Princess Diana's life in the 90s and in the 80s, well, I guess the 80s when they first got married, of how, like, she grew up in that. Like, she grew up in, in a massive house where they were, you know, like, fancy people. Mm. And then I was like, wait, that still happens? I bet it does. I mean, I bet it does. I Clearly, I know nothing about this. What would this, we even but... Google? What would you even Google? Do people still change clothes for dinner in England? I don't know. I don't know what to Google. <laughs> that is one of my favorite. <laughs> I wish there was a way to capture the <laughs> Google searches that people are like, like, do I have poison? Oh, here's one I Googled yesterday. Why does it hurt when I, why does my leg hurt when I walk, but not when I run? And of course, nothing really came up. But you're uh-huh. like, what? Did, what did I expect Google to know uh-huh, in that uh-huh, moment? Uh-huh. Like, like, a, like a detailed history of my, you know, body. Yeah, it's just like it would. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, Eddie. Here's what's going on. <laughs> yeah, right. Eddie. Based on what we know about you, here's what's. <laughs> do no, fancy people? Yeah. Do fancy people in Downton Abbey world still wear fancy clothes to dinner? Nope. Yes, they do. Done. Yeah, that's I don't. That's I, I hope they do. So okay. Well, I just think you would really enjoy English game. 
I'm which in. is yeah. I'm watch which I wish was more than six episodes because New Girl is one billion episodes because that is what I'm watching while your wife watches Parks and Rec. That is how we got there. That is how we got it. And I did start per your recommendation the uh, Jordan. We started the Jordan series. Oh, did you? Fantastic. Don't it's like not being able to binge, but it is awesome. Yeah, I've only watched the first two. I haven't watched this week's uh, two episodes yet, but oh my gosh. it is. I, I really enjoy that it is one season of basketball that it is not Jordan's whole life. Yes, they are pulling back right. some things, and yes, they're showing you some throwback things, but it is fascinating to that 20 years later, we're getting to watch this one, that they recorded all this documentary footage 20 years ago, and it's just oh. been sitting somewhere until now. And I was in middle school and high school when this is all happening. So I, I didn't watch, I didn't read the sports page. I didn't know the nuances of Scottie Pippen's trade and all of this. I didn't know any of that. All I knew mm. was watch a game. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. The Bulls are incredible. Michael Jordan's incredible. Mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman are incredible. That's all I knew. So I'm watching the game and remembering, holy smokes, I remember mm-hmm. watching that. But then I knew I didn't know any of this backstory. And you realize what had to conspire in the world to get this team to be the dominant force and to get Michael Jordan to be the greatest basketball player of all time, to get yes. all of this to happen. Unbelievable. It's, yes. it was, it's an it's amazing story. Yeah, I think it'll be... Yeah, I think it's all super interesting and it doesn't tell very much of his personal life. And I'm really interested in that, too, because I'm nosy, but also because. No, just because I'm nosy, just because I'm nosy. Well, he's Um, pretty he's pretty private guy. And so you don't really know much about him other than what was massive stories like about his dad and stuff. And then what was in the what was in the news. Yeah. But but then all of a sudden he's just we're watching the documentary. He's just got kids. Yeah, they, yeah, there is kids just did, playing on the court. Where are they? They're are nine they and from? eleven. <laughs> Who, wherever did that happen? In yeah, the old. right. Um, that's a great segue, Eddie, about talking about private life because you have a question to bring about that. Oh yes! Wow, we are really segueing today. I'm yeah. very proud of you. That was real podcasting. Um, <laughs> I, we got a good question from Amy from Leslie Baptist Church in Scotland this morning, who was talking My a bit people, about Scotland. You That's do where I love used to Scotland. Live, I, gosh, never, I love it so much. I was I've on I been. was on TV yesterday in Scotland, and I didn't know. Like I was on the Joyce Meyer show. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I was. Oh, yeah, I, I was that. interviewed on Joyce Meyer show yesterday, and I didn't know it was shown worldwide. <laughs> and my best friends in Scotland texted me and were like, "Uh, what are you doing on TV here?" <laughs> You're like, what? Uh, I just love it. That I, is we wild. FaceTime. I face. I FaceTime with my best pals in Scotland probably every other week, once a month. So. I'm if you had to boil it down, two homes. what's this? What's this? I interrupted. I'm sorry. You no. have two homes. I, I, I know I did interrupt. I was more interested in what I had to say, and that's selfish. That's very I'm more upstairs behavior. In what you have to say. <laughs> For a downstairs guy, which is for a downstairs guy, I'm being sounds a little Tom today. of you. Um, <laughs> now, now dare you? I am the ahead. Lady Mary. I'm the Lady Mary of the show, and you know it. <laughs> um, if you could boil down the love of Scotland uh, into a singular, I know that's more than one thing. But what's the overriding thing that just captures you about it? Oh, man. Um, For me, the overriding thing, this isn't going to make sense, but it's the way when you get off the train at Waverly Station in Edinburgh, it is just the way the whole place feels. It just feels, for me, I mean, I've said this to you before, uh, the first time I went there, it felt like home to me. So when I I get get off the train at Waverly Station and I walk out, and I'm right there in the heart of Edinburgh 
I am I'm home. Do you have any genetic connection to Scotland? Yeah, not as much as you wish I did, or I wish I did, but yes, a little bit. <laughs> I'm more much. Irish than Scottish, but yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do, you, do you know I found out my maternal, paternal grandfather is Jewish? So what? I am. Yeah. Your so paternal I took those, grandfather is Jewish? So you're one-fourth Jewish? Yeah, I took a 23andMe. So my dad is adopted, So and we didn't know anything about that backstory. But my but his biological father is fully Jewish. So I my twenty three and me comes up and it's your basic white guy stuff. You know, yeah. like oh in you know, Scotland, England, the whole thing. Yeah. And then it's like a third of you or a quarter, a third of you, something like that, Ashkenazi Jewish. <gasps> I wonder and if you, you can take one of those trips. A birthright I, trip. What's the level on a birthright I trip? Know. Uh I, I think you have to be more than that percent, but I think it's about, worth Googling. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I've never even thought about that. That's yeah, crazy. There's a there's a special trip that you get to go on to Israel, a birthright trip, if you have if you're Jewish or certain percent Jewish. Wow. Yeah, it blew my mind. I don't know what to make of it. That's very interesting. Yeah. And if you're I, a third, maybe your grandmother was part Jewish too. I don't think I knew that your dad was adopted. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that why yeah. adoption matters so much to you? Is that one of the reasons? You know, it's not that it didn't make it matter. It just made it part of my language growing up. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. It wasn't like I grew up going like, and now adoption will be a part of our family story. It wasn't like that at all. But it was a very normalized thing. Yeah. I assumed, I was actually surprised in elementary school when I would be talking to a friend and they'd never even heard the word adopted. Yeah. Because it was just like, oh, oh, I guess. So that that I think that's more what it did is just normalize the fact that families come together all kinds of different ways. Yeah. And one of the ways is through adoption. So but then yeah, the 23 and me thing happened and like there you go. You look at your results and nothing's exciting until that and you go, I wonder what that means. So I feel yeah. I Yeah. That's really Where cool. did that come from? Oh, we went from Amy at yeah, Leslie sorry, Baptist that was Church in Scott. No, I love stuff. it. Okay, no, so Favorite thing about the show. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Amy in Scotland asked a question. Go. Yes. So she was talking about how we had our conversation before around public speaking. And she said lots of churches are doing podcasts in quarantine and love to know a little bit about prep that you have for good convos and how you filter what you do and don't include about your personal life, boundaries you can give, etc. I thought it was a thoughtful question. Um, Yeah. Go. You, I felt like I heard the breathe in. Do you have nope. something? Nope. Okay. I'm listening. Yeah, because for me, the prep for how to do this to any degree of success is putting in reps. I don't yeah. think it's it's having been on a million, done a million hours of podcasting. It really is. When I listened to shows I was doing in 2015 and 16, it was, I was not very, like, <laughs> it was, just wasn't that great. I, I'm not even great now, but it wasn't that. I don't, I don't know. I just didn't have a voice yet. I felt I sounded nervous or too excited or something. So I think part yeah. of it is just doing it a bunch. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, think as other- far as the privacy line goes is what we talk about, what we don't talk about. That also is a reps thing to some degree because yeah. you learn when you hit record and you hit stop and you go, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have said some of that. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes you tell the editor that and sometimes you you go, OK, do I? Is it because I felt vulnerable or is it because it was too private? Um, but also, I, I think yeah. having having a co-host like you, you and I sometimes will catch each other and go, are you sure you want to say that? You know, um, 
And you and I have a lot of reps together. We've done my show a couple of times. We've been on other shows. Like, yeah. you and I have done this a lot. And so we know each other's podcastiness pretty well. Totally. And have called each other out, like, lovingly and kindly. But after a show, I'm like, we can't say that. Uh-huh. And and we are each other's producer kind of when the other one is talking, which yeah. becomes helpful. But I think the line, people want to know what the line is, what you will and won't talk about. And I almost don't want to define that because it's going to be different for everybody yeah. and everybody will have. A, but my rule is, is if I'm even considering it, I just I get rid of it. Yeah. So I don't yeah. I don't ever be like, well, I'm not sure if I want to share that. You can that. always say it again and release it. Right. You can't take it off the Internet. <laughs> That never, and even if you yeah. think oh, I'm just doing a, a small podcast for my for my little church, it's it exists everywhere for all time. Okay, but that's the other cool. thing I was actually going to say, Eddie, is yeah. for our friends who are in, in the context Amy is asking about. Oh yeah, pastors are making podcasts for their people. I my biggest encouragement would be make the podcast for your people. Don't make it for me. Don't right. make it for the world. Don't. I mean, I have this conversation with pastors a lot, and even before this, when pa- when churches want to create podcasts, and I go, please don't make it for the world. Make right. it for your people. Digitally disciple the people that go to your church. If other right. people listen, great, but do not look at stats. Do not try to build this empire podcast. Uh, if you want to podcast, unless that is what you're doing, if you are a church leader. And in the time of COVID-19, you need to disciple the people who sit in your church on Sundays, make a podcast for them. What are your people needing? What is your grocery store called? What are your people sending in prayer requests about? Talk to them. Do not talk to the rest of us. Yeah, the primary thing to starting a podcast, the primary question that most podcasters, I mean, there are a million podcast feeds in the world right now. Most of them have never answered this question, and it is, who is your audience? Yeah, period. yeah. Because if it is to build a big thing and to build a brand, it is not going to work. Now, I'm speaking right. to you, who has a very popular podcast, but it is a podcast built on a very singular focus. I mean, that sounds fun yeah. from day one. Music may have been different, but you were always there. The like the content was always there the yep. who you were speaking to was always there and so you just drive straight ahead and then you realize there are so many people in the world they're going to find each other but yes. just you always knew the audience from the beginning but if you launch you're that's a great point if you launch mm-hmm. out going i'm gonna build a thing that is not a brand that is not a podcast it's yes. your people just talk to your congregation talk to that's your right. i mean i not I say, I'm going to say this every time. I'm not self-promoting, but Activist has a pretty direct thread to a certain kind of person. It is not a show for everyone, but yeah. for the people that are super into justice issues, that really want some long-form academic conversations, Yeah, this is exactly their home. For a lot of people, this is just not what they want to spend an hour on, but, it's, but that's the key, is really dialing in your folks. And also, never. I, I would just... If anyone around me ever has an issue with anything, I n- I always err on the side of not putting it on a microphone. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I, it's just so out there forever. Yeah, that's right. So that yeah, w- that was our seven minutes of serious because it yeah, matters it so was. much to me that churches digitally disciple their people. That's um, the best point. And 
even though you have to put it out into the whole world, just feed your people. And, and what happens yeah. beyond that is out of your control that's anyway. A, that's a great point. To have the mindset that you're standing in front of the congregation on a normal yes, se- Sunday, yes. what would you say then? Yes. Don't what think conversation? passion conference. Yeah, you don't, don't figure out. Yes. You don't have to figure out what your privacy level would be for. And this is not, Amy did not say all this, just to be clear. We're not like going straight to Amy. Amy just asked a question that a lot of people are asking, which yeah. is, how do we, how, what they're asking is, how do we digitally disciple the people that are in our churches? And yeah. unfortunately, the platform at which to do it has so many different people with different goals. It is hard to think if we could just record this and put it on a, on a little drive that we could mail to mm-hmm. our people in our church, what would we say? Right. And, um, and so that to me is, is how we're going to digitally disciple the people that we lead, which is what I'm doing too. It's what I do with that sounds fun. It just is a different thing. They just aren't sitting in one room and your and I goal here wasn't to get the pile of listeners we've gotten to hang out with for the last, Mm -mm. Ooh, which we did get corrected yesterday, which I'm grateful for. This is actually our seventh week. We just took um, our seventh week in quarantine. We just took Holy week off and didn't record. Oh Yeah. So I knew it was somewhere between five and infinity. So yeah, seven yeah. makes sense. <laughs> so it is very, um, it, it, we didn't go after all these. What we decided to do is like, Hey, let's talk every morning because we like right. talking to each other. And I needed a friend to help me maneuver being trapped in my house by myself. <laughs> right. Our primary audience was, why don't you and I hang out and chat a bit? That's right. Be- and then the really like primary, like one a was, there's a bunch of friends that you have met through That Sounds Fun. I bet they're all trying to figure out how to be stuck at home, too. That's right. Let's hang That's out right. together. That's right. And so it was a very clear, like, it's part of That Sounds Fun, and yeah. it makes sense. So maybe um, the answer to the privacy question, the long the long way home, is say whatever you would say in front of the people that you digitally disciple. That's your line. Mm-hmm. That's are right. you Are you, what would you say on stage in front of the 200 people that come to your church or the 40 people who come to your church right. or the 2,000 people who come to church? What you would say to them on stage is a great line of how you would digitally disciple them right now over a podcast. Right. Just like you would on social, just like you would on anything else in public. Yeah. Just yeah. you, that's who you're talking to. That's right. Well, we did a question and answer. That is a first. That it took us seven first. weeks, but here we Mark are. Mark that off your bingo board. Um, that mm-hmm. is a first. Uh, Eddie, do you have a hero for today? I do. I know that this one is a long time coming. I think we've talked about it a bit, but I continue to be grateful for and impressed by John Krasinski. Oh, I wanted who, to bring the same one. That's the exact same uh, one. Good. Double double blessing. Go. Yeah, he's just great. He's doing he's everybody great. has seen it at this point or clips of it, but the um, some good news. It's this little homemade show that, he just continues to curate the sweetest stories from the globe. He is so nice and charming and honest and legit. And he is managing other celebrities cameos in the yes. sweetest ways. So the one that came out, I don't know, yesterday, the day before, yes. people sent in their favorite recipes and then he gets Martha Stewart to cook your recipe. And yeah, it's but they so didn't know they from- were doing that. He just asked for right. recipes to do a, right. to do a potluck. Right, and then right, he right, hands right. these five recipes to five celebrity chefs. Yeah, yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Martha Stewart, to make that those pierogies, did you hear him say, I didn't know I'd given you a recipe that took all day long? Oh, that's awesome. And she did. That's, and it's just like 24-year-old girl's pierogi recipes from her grandmother. 
Yeah. And he just really is. I just love the number of not famous people he has on the yeah. number of. It's just very sweet. And he's doing a great job. And I yeah. appreciate the content. And I appreciate that basically he's curating weekly lists of heroes and incredible things and just raising a bunch of money. So yeah, John Kaczynski, I just, I just agree. love him. Do you know who else I love that we're going to not talk about today for time's sake? Guy Fieri. Yeah. I love Guy. <laughs> I am. I could not be a bigger fan of him. I just, oh, I love Diners Drive. Yeah, we're going to talk about it later. I'm adding oh, it to my I list. You know, we've been to, nope, Guy Fieri. It's on the list. <laughs> no, now you have to say it. Well, we, every it. time, every time we travel, we go to a different. Yes, we go to a different one of his recommended restaurants from diners, drive-ins, and dives. And I'm going to leave it there. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Tomorrow, he, this is going to be the my through line tomorrow. How I think Guy Fieri and Dolly Parton are very, very similar. Yeah, good that's friends, good. wash your See hands, you guys. Tomorrow, no. just everybody. <laughs> no, hero first I things. get to say my yes. hero. Besides John Krasinski, he really is the hero I was going to bring yeah. today. But also because we get to partner with IJM, we have a hero from IJM as well. Um, you guys have heard us talking about them the last couple of weeks. They're the largest anti-slavery organization in the world, and they work to rescue individuals and families out of slavery and sex trafficking and walk with survivors until they're restored and thriving in freedom. Today's story of hope, our little hero, is a young man from South Asia. I don't know how to say his name, but the first three letters are M-A-N-I, so I'm going to call him Manny. Do you know how to say yeah. his whole name, Eddie? Yeah. No, we always call him Manny. Oh, That's great. Good. Okay, great. Yeah. Manny in South Asia was trafficked across his home country when he was only 11 and he was forced to make sweets and snacks um, in like a cramped factory for 13 hours a day with other young boys. He did this for nine years. Years. And then one day Manny made a run for it. But before leaving, he promised the other boys he'd be back for them. And for nine months, he made his way back home as a 20-year-old, relying on the sympathy of strangers, short day labor jobs to pay for his travel. And when he was reunited with his family, he told an IJM partner about his situation, and they mobilized authority to rescue his friends. And because of his bravery, they're all free. What a hero. Oh, my gosh. Right. His friends would not be free today if Manny hadn't been brave and told those at IJM, the IJM partners and the local authorities to rescue his friends. So if you want to be a part of things like this, like friends listening, if y'all want to be a hero like that, you can partner with IJM as a freedom partner. Your monthly gift brings rescue and restoration to people all around the world. Just head to IJM.org slash be a hero and enter your information. And it's really sweet. There's this really sweet quote from Manny's mom. She said, all I ate in the past nine years did not satisfy me. I'm so happy today we'll have a feast as my son returns in good health. Oh, my gosh. No. So IJM.org slash be a hero and help make more rescue possible today. Got so. got to say it. I know we're out of time, but I have to say that my say. favorite part of the story is, and every IJM story I've ever heard is actually the people who are the survivors that but like like Esther and her bravery, like yeah. Manny and him making his way. Just the fact that IJM gets to do what we do because basically we just need to be there for the most brave people in the world, which are the survivors who end up just being miraculous in yep. their bravery and tenacity to rescue others. It's yeah. it's it it blows me away the yeah. character of these individuals. So I agree. I'm yeah. so impressed. Okay. Well, we did it again. We well, have a list. We have just a running list. We're never going to run out of stuff. <laughs> We're never going to make it. 
I mean, but I, have things I am going to get out of my house someday. So what are we going to do when those two when those two paths shall meet? We'll keep talking. We'll figure out a way. Okay, you we'll know figure us. It out. We do. We can't stop chatting. All right, friends, go wash your hands. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, Lady Mary.